I want to start by saying I want you to check everything I say. If you don't believe anything I say, go and look it up. People who are trying to tell the truth, they may sometimes make mistakes, but people who are trying to tell the truth, by definition, don't have anything to hide. And I don't have anything to hide in what I'm saying here. And I'll say this. If you're the kind of person who thinks that Trump's great because he's going to go after immigrants and illegals and especially religions and Muslims and so on, this isn't the podcast for you. If you're the type of person who thinks Trump's an idiot, a misogynist, a sexist and all that, then this isn't the channel for you. And if you're the kind of person who is not yet come to terms with the fact that the mainstream media lies to you on a daily basis, maybe this is the channel for you. I encourage you to at least think about what I'm going to say. Even if you don't believe it, that's fine. But it's worth listening and then maybe checking out what I do say. Because it might be a bit of an eye-opener. And I welcome everybody else who is neither hard left nor hard right in the old left-right paradigm and has an open mind. Because what does left and right even mean? Well, right wing is more nationalist and left wing is more liberal and open. Okay, so Trump's more to the right and Obama's more to the left, right? (laughs) confusing there so Obama wins the Nobel Peace Prize yet he has been fighting war every single day of his presidency and he's been extremely polarizing don't forget Black Lives Matters and all things like that began under Obama so why was he so amazing first black president right but why is that amazing I mean let's take race out the equation that's what we want right no more racism so let's not focus on who's black who's white let's just call him president number three why was president number three so amazing what's so amazing about the number three well it's got curves yeah and number four might be at sort of right angles and Hard corners. Alright, so why is 3 better than 4? Because 3's curves and 4's got hard angles. See what I'm saying? It doesn't matter what they look like. It doesn't matter if it's a man, a woman, black, white, Christian, Muslim, atheist, spiritual. doesn't matter. Why was he so good? What I mean, what did he achieve? Apart from Obamacare, which seemed to double or triple everybody's premiums. See, this is my point. Some of you will already know this and be thinking, oh my God, this is elementary stuff. But some of you will be thinking, how dare you say that about Obama? He was the best thing ever. I'd like to ask you, why you think he was the best thing ever? I mean, what did he do for you personally? How did he help you? 
personally. I was... <laughs> the irony was, when I started this, I was just wanted to look up what was it that the media kept repeating about Trump. And it was something like this. He's a sexist, misogynist, racist, Islamophobe. And they kept saying it over and over again. Every channel was saying it. It was like a, a repetition. It was those three or four words. They kept saying it over and over again. Hillary's wonderful. She's from strength to strength. She really showed her leadership and blah. But Trump was always a blithering idiot. He didn't have any ideas, no leadership, no policies. It was one from one scandal to the next. Russian collusion, investigation, on and on and on. So why did this no-hoper, who was a joke and should just give up because he's an embarrassment, why did he win? Why did he win? Now, if you think the answer to that's Russian meddling, then you haven't heard James Comey's latest testament. The, the head of the FBI that was recently dismissed by Trump. What did he say when he was given evidence? Did Russia hack the election? Was there any meddling? What what was his answer to that? This is the head guy, the main guy. Now, if you know the answer that he gave, then you'll know that there was no Russian interference in the election. And if you don't know that, but you're still holding up not my president sign, and you're saying you want democracy, do you not see that... You're being anti-democratic. He was democratically elected. The head of the FBI said that. There's been various leakers, not anonymous sources, but leakers who have name, been named, who have said there was no election hacking. So why have the media kept saying, oh, Trump's under investigation for collusion with Russia? Trump's under investigation for collusion with Russia? They kept repeating and can you think? It may seem a silly question, can you think? Well, of course I can bloody think. I get that. But can you really? Because if you've got all these news channels and newspapers and whatever repeating at you and the radio, day in, day out, from morning, noon till dusk, Trump's a bad guy. He's got no leadership. He's a racist. He's a sexist. He's going to come after everybody. He's a Putin agent. And it's repeated over and over and over again. Where was there any evidence other than, well, an anonymous source in such and such an organisation has said that this. And you know, the only dirt they could find on him, as far as I'm aware, the only dirt that they could find on him was that about 20 years ago he said something about a woman's private parts. Let's try and keep this clean. That was the worst they could find. You know the way CNN and all MSNBC and all the rest of them went after him all the time? Do you not think that if they had something worse than a 20-year-old tape of him saying something in a private discussion with two or three other blokes, do you not think that they would have been going on and on and on about that? Why are they so desperate to get rid of him? Why are they showing all these, let's say, hints at killing him? Why are there all these plays depicting Trump being killed, 
news anchor, although she got dismissed holding his severed head mock-up. Just like ISIS do, by the way. Why? And then you see this guy, clearly unhinged in some way, goes on a shooting spree recently in America and kills... No, he gets killed. Not before shooting off apparently 50 rounds from his machine gun. Injuring um, this congressman or senator. Sorry, I live in the UK. It was one or the other. Congressman or senator. Why? Because he's on the other team. And I don't like that team. Why don't he like that team? Why did this guy start shooting up at this baseball game? He had no chance of getting out of there alive. Let's make that clear. The moment he decided to pull out that weapon and start shooting, he was dead. Police were going to kill him, whether it was five seconds or two minutes or five minutes. That guy was dead. There was no coming back from that. What would it take for you to lay your life down for a cause? Well, you'd have to believe in something very strongly and you'd have to believe that whatever it is you believe in is under threat, right? Let's assume, I can't prove this, but let's assume this guy loved America and he was clearly a Bernie supporter. He, he went out grafting, as in he went out delivering leaflets and doing all the promotional work for for Sanders. And then what happens? Hillary steals the election from Bernie Sanders. You know that, right? Because if you don't, you need to look into that. That's why the DNC chair resigned, remember? What was it? Debbie Wasserman Schultz or something like that? Schultz, ironic, that German name for fault. As in, it's your fault. She resigns. Because of these revelations that Clinton stole the election. So this guy's angry, he's, he's annoyed. Clinton was put in instead of the guy that he wanted, Bernie Sanders, who it rightfully should have been. Clinton runs against Trump and she keeps falling over, she keeps coughing, she doesn't look well, she keeps going missing for days at a time, she doesn't give any press conferences for about nine or ten months in the run-up to the election. I mean, even the most sceptic, close-minded, unconscious asleep person must have at some point scratched their head and thought, hang on a minute, something with this woman isn't quite 100%, but I do hear that the news keeps saying it's Trump that's the one that's got the health problems and this and that, and actually Clinton's fine. I wonder why they never... Oh, never mind. When's when's uh, the the basketball on, honey? When's when, when's the game on? When's the when's the comedy show on? When you know what what time's dinner? When's McDonald's coming? You know. You see what I'm getting at. But this guy didn't decide to take it out on the head of the DNC. Not saying he should have done. He didn't decide to. He decided to take it out on what he saw was a threat to American. Why do you think he saw these people as a threat to America? Do you think it could have anything at all? Anything? 
just maybe, to do with this constant, repetitive, Russia's the greatest existential threat that we have, and this guy's a Putin agent, and he's, you know, dirt, and he's sexist, racist, misogynist, and he's going to divide America and take America back in time, and on and on and on and on. Out of 300 million people, do you think this news repeated day in, day out, day and night, every single day for well over a year now, might have affected just one or two people out of 300 million? Because if you don't, you've got to question yourself, what are all these advertisers doing, spending millions and billions on advertising messages? If you add up all the television time that's been devoted to Trump's a wrong basically, Trump's a bad guy, you add up all that time and then try and sell that as advertising time. How much do you think you could charge for all that time that was spent devoted on attacking Trump? And don't tell me that advertisers don't get any benefit from advertising. Of course they do. Otherwise they wouldn't do it, right? They're companies, they're corporations, they're there to make a profit from you. They're there to say, look at this amazing shiny toy. You want it, don't you? Because you want to be the envy of all your friends, don't you? So come and get this shiny toy and you will be happy and you will be the envy of all your friends. That's what they do, right? The advertisers. And it works, not on everybody, because some people see through it. Some people see... I see what you're trying to do to me. You're trying to make me want that thing that I don't actually need to get into more debt, to spend more money. And you're trying to play on my fears, my I don't have any friends, I'm not going to be at the centre of attention, somebody else is going to get it first, or whatever fears. But once you see through that, it's quite easy really. Why would a company pay to advertise? Or indeed a government or anybody? pay to advertise I was originally going to try and segue this into science but I think we've already gone quite far but when I was bed bed bound for 12 months recently as I've stated before I researched, read, watched and listened all manner of topics, nothing was off the table, whether it was economy, geopolitical, to silly things like the flat earth, or completely different things again like religion or extraterrestrials and everything in between. I wanted to look into every topic, history, you name it, the future, other weird things like psychic experiments and so on because I didn't used to believe in hardly any of this stuff psychic stuff, it's a load of rubbish right but then I found out this double slit experiment in science kind of disproves that in one shot and with that you know quantum physics you know they say that was one of the major sort of stepping stones from traditional science into quantum physics was this so-called double slit experiment. Now, if you haven't heard of it, I suggest you go and look it up on YouTube right now. Essentially, this double slit experiment proves that a human being, any sentient being, so let's say a human being, just by looking at what happens in this experiment 
changes the result of the experiment. You heard me right. Just by looking at the experiment changes the outcome of the experiment. They shoot these protons through this double slit and it forms a wave pattern. When a human looks to see, well, which slit did the proton go through? Was it the left or the right? They repeat the experiment. It just forms two bars. No wave. When the person looks away again, and by looking away, I mean he doesn't have the measuring equipment switched on to identify which slit the proton goes through, lo and behold, it's a wave again. Not only that, When they tried and did all manner of things so they could do this with time, they found out that once the proton had gone through the gap and formed the pattern one way or the other, whether it's a wave or a bar, and then at some point in the future, the scientists would decide, oh, I'm going to look at this result and not that one. The result would change Back in time. In other words, the proton knew when it went through that double slit if somebody was going to be looking at the results, whether it's one second ahead of time or whether it's a million years because they were using light coming from stars to do this eventually to prove that yes, your decision of what you're going to do was already known millions of years ago from starlight that left that star way, way, way before supposedly the human race was even begun. Now, sounds far-fetched to some people I know, but look it up. That's not me saying this. This is bona fide thousands of physicists, quantum physicists, And you can see the experiment for yourself done or you can see like a cartoon animation of it done if if that's what you prefer. The point is there's something about the universe that isn't quite the way we thought it was. And I know this is extremely different from where we were with Trump but believe me I'm going to get back round to that. Because I want to then lead this off into Syria and the whole Russia thing and this war drums beating and I'll tell you why. Do you know anyone who's had a near-death experience? Maybe you've had one yourself. Have you, if you've had one yourself, or the person who had a near-death experience, have did anything change either about you or about that person? Because I guarantee that if you or somebody you know has had a near-death experience, and by that I mean they were clinically dead, if only for two or three minutes and then brought back. For that two or three minutes, that person, I'm not exactly sure on how many seconds, but let's call it ten seconds, after dying, as in the heart stopped or there's no brain activity, leave the body. That's right, the person leaves their body. Now this sounds a bit hocus pocus to some, I'm sure. That's okay, did me too. Till I started researching it and looking into it. And I did. For hours and hours and hours. In fact I devoted a couple of weeks into this. Because it sounded so unbelievable. But yet they could prove it. Because in the operating theatre. 
on the emergency rooms, this one guy, what he did, he was one of the nurses, I think, realised that this was going on. He kept hearing stories, the same story, and over and over again. I was watching you from the top corner of the room, all operating on me. But yet there was no brain activity, so how could the person even be dreaming this? So what the guy did, he didn't tell anybody, but he printed off pieces of paper and he put individual symbols or pictures on them. And he placed them on top of the cupboards in around the top of the room. In other words, the only way that you could see what was on these pictures that were on the top of the cupboards in this room would be if you were actually up there. Lo and behold, people were coming back saying, oh yeah, there was a picture, there was an elephant, or there was a big um, blue circle, or there was the letter Z, whatever it happened to be. The point was, the guy realised these people really are leaving their bodies, if only for a moment or two, while we're resuscitating them. So this then leads on one step further. If we leave our bodies when we die, there's the story of these children, and again you can look into them, look it up yourself, uh, who at a young age are convinced they've lived before. They remember where they lived, what they were called, who their friends were, and on and on and on. And there's this brilliant story, you can see it on YouTube, of this lad, he's about five or six years old, and he absolutely wants to go to this naval royal uh, not royal this american naval reunion from world war 2 why because this 5 6 year old is absolutely convinced that he used to serve on this naval boat back in the day i think it was an aircraft carrier in world war 2 he was convinced he went to the reunion he walked in with his parents first thing he did he started pointing out these old-timers, these old people, you know, well into their, what, 70s, 80s at this time. Oh, that's Mike, that's Pete, that's John, blah, blah, blah. And not only that, his sister was there. That's right, his sister. We're not talking his two or three-year-old sister. We're talking his 80-odd-year-old sister from his previous life. That's right. Obviously, this old lady is very sceptical, but then when this young lad starts telling this old lady all these stories about what they used to do together when they were young, this old lady says to the camera, I cannot explain it, I don't understand it, but that is my brother. And there's story after story of this, although for whatever reason, after about the age of eight or nine, these children completely forget their previous life or lives. That said, go for hypnotherapy. Now, I've had hypnotherapy. I have no conscious memory of any previous life. Don't get me wrong. But when I was under, I was asked one of my things to go back. Not just in this life. Because whether you remember things or not, this is the way the lady explained to me. Your eyes and ears are constantly working while you're awake, of course. And they're like a video recorder, a videotape. And unless you've had some severe trauma, all, everything you've ever seen and heard is recorded on a tape. The only problem is, consciously, you can only generally remember things 
that have a strong emotional attachment to them. So, for example, if I asked you, what did you eat five years ago last Thursday? You probably haven't got a clue. But if I asked you, can you remember anything that was really upsetting about five years ago? It probably wouldn't take you too long to think of something. And if I asked you, what was the best day of your life? It might have been 20 years ago, but you'll remember it like that. But if I ask you what happened two days or three days before the best day of your life, well, you probably don't know. That's my point. However, under hypnosis, you remember everything, everything everyone ever said and everything you've ever seen. Even things you don't think you noticed. For example, the number plate of the car that went past your house three weeks ago as you stepped out to go and buy a pint of milk. That's right, it'll be there. Even though you, in your conscious memory, have absolutely no idea that there even was a car, and even if there was a car, you certainly don't recall any number plate that was on there. Under hypnosis, you remember it all. And I remembered my previous lives. I remembered two. My previous life to this one and before that as far back as I could possibly go. I don't really want to talk about that today because that goes into even weirder stuff. But whatever. The point is we are more than we've been told. We've been told we are our bodies. I am Robert. You are Mrs. Smith, Mr. Jones. I'm a man, you're a woman. I'm white, you're black. She's lesbian, he's gay. I'm straight. You're religious, he's atheist. That other guy over there, he's a Jew. Him over there's a Christian, he's a Muslim. He's old, he's young, he's wealthy, he's poor, he's educated, he's dumb. He's got a degree. He quit school at 16. But is that really who we are? I mean, is it? Because I'd say if you live even just twice. Which I know is a push for some people to imagine. Some people think, no, when you die you go to heaven or hell. Some people think, no, that's it, we're just an accident, we came from nothing, we go back to nothing. That's what I used to think. But even if you just live twice, then, I mean, you might be called the same name twice, but you might not. What if you've been born a man five, six times in a row, and the next time you're born, you're a woman? Do you think that may, or may not, have anything to do with some sort of gender confusion. I mean, I don't know. I just sometimes hear people say, well, I feel like I'm trapped in a man's body, but I'm really a woman. Or the other way around. I'm just wondering, maybe they lived as a man however many times and now they're in a woman's body. I don't know. I'm just... Just things to ponder on. I mean, <laughs> kind of difficult to gather up the evidence on these sort of things. But one thing I do know is that as scientists get become expert and doctors and professors in whichever chosen field that they do, 
It's like looking through a magnifying glass and they look closer and closer and eventually they look through a microscope and they get more and more knowledge on whatever they're looking at. Whichever subject they're doing, the topic, they get more and more detail, more and more, you know, the more precise measurements and how it works and all the rest of it. But I noticed that one huge flaw that they have is, sure, they're maybe the best in the world at what they do. But in order to become like that, they have they haven't the time and they've got to ignore virtually everything else because otherwise they wouldn't have the time. And there are a few noticeable notable exceptions. And these are the people where the amazing stuff happens because this guy, his name escapes me right now, but he's a brilliant doctor and he was a doctor in biology and medicine, became a teacher at Harvard and eventually branched out into quantum physics. It was absolutely amazing because what he discovered was that you don't need drugs to get better or medicine and he obviously found out some other things working like that because this reality isn't quite the way that we have been thinking or taught it is, led to believe it is. And the, let's say, honest scientists who were at the cutting edge, not the old pseudo-scientists who were trying to keep things the way they were, which is actually a minority of them now, because there's such an overwhelming amount of evidence that proves that we live in a quantum reality universe that to say otherwise you're just shooting yourself in the foot these days and what the quantum universe says the quantum reality is that our thoughts change reality remember what I was saying about that double slit experiment look it up if you don't believe that our thoughts our feelings our emotions our desires our fears, our wishes, our dreams, all change reality. And I'll end with this. There's something big coming up. You can probably already sense it. You probably sense this unease. There's this chaos in the world. It's getting worse. There's the, There seems to be this out-of-control, unbelievable divide between people. Some people seem like they're living on a different planet that may be me to you or you may understand exactly what I'm saying there is a divide happening it's been predicted in all the major religions for a long time they maybe had different words for it the bible for instance knows it as the golden age It's going to go into at least two different directions, but let's just assume for now that there's just two directions to make it simple. There's a positive direction and a negative direction. The people who try and think positively, who try and do positive things, who help people, go along the positive timeline. The people who are selfish, greedy, who try and get one over on other people, 
who lie and deceive and cheat and steal and so on. Go on the negative. I'd just like to ask you, not what you think of yourself, but what would the person who knows you best say of you if they were talking brutally honest about you? What would they say? Just think about that one. Because what I'd like is as many of you to follow as possible along the positive timeline. And I'm sure that if you're still listening to this, you probably are on the positive timeline. Because to give me this much time into your front room or your car or wherever you're listening from, you had to be willing to set aside a long time just over half an hour to hear somebody else's point of view and for all you know I could just be some kid living in my mother's basement I'm not by the way but I could have been and I could have just wasted your time but you chose no I'm going to hear this guy out I'm going to hear what he's got to say I may agree with some of it I may not agree with all of it I may look into some of what he's said I may choose not to, that's fine. But you chose to listen. You chose to give me a chance. And I'd say that puts you in a good position. Not because it's me speaking, but because you chose to listen to a different point of view. Not just the same old, same old, I'll choose to only listen to what I already believe because I just want to to reinforce what I already believe. Because I want to feel like I fit in. You know that's how cults work right? They start off any message, any rumour, any story. doesn't matter. And then the followers of the cult believe this. And then we reinforce the story. And the followers of the cult nod understandingly. And we reinforce it and they nod. Because we're part of the cult right? We're the in group. We're the group that we know best. Everybody outside, they're deceived, they're wrong, they're stupid, they don't know. Only us lot in this little group know. Because that's the power that is held over a mind. And your power is, do you choose to break free? And the way you break free, while very easy to explain, is very difficult to carry out. And the reason it's difficult is because rather than looking out there for answers, you've got to turn your focus and attention inside. You've got to direct inwards. And when you do that, you've got to question things like, is it possible that I've been deceived? Is it possible that I may have got something wrong? Is it possible that Trump lied to me? Is it possible that Obama lied to me? Is it possible the media lying to me? Is it possible Putin's lying to me? Is it possible my friends are lying to me? Is it possible that my teachers at school were deceived and were telling me what they thought was the truth, even though it was wrong, because they were lied to? 
although they believed it. I'll tell you one thing, I'll just finish with this. When I was researching, I kept seeing time and time again videos coming up about the flat earth. Time and time again. And I I really didn't want to go there because it just sounded so pathetic and so ridiculous. It just sounded, even for me, so far out there that I just couldn't do it. And one day I thought, ah, what the heck, you know, what what harm can watching a video do? And I watched it and this guy laid out all these supposed facts and thing was he was giving evidence that was undisputable such as if the earth's round then it's got a curve and water goes to the lowest point so therefore the sea would curve like a massive ball I guess and for the earth to be this many let's say 20,000 miles circumference there would have to be this much curve, I think it was 9 inches per mile squared, although I may have remembered that wrong. And therefore, the further away from you something gets, the more it would have to curve behind the sea if it was round. And I was thinking, yes, that makes sense. The further away out to sea something goes, the more behind the horizon it would disappear because of the curve. Next thing, I'm seeing photos taken from 100 miles away where you can see the skyline. Or for instance, this guy sets sail in across Lake Michigan, which is however many miles away from the city of Chicago. And he gets this zoom lens out on this boat. He said, you know, he's about eight feet off the sea where he's stood Small boat, obviously. And yet, you can see not just the tops of the buildings, but recognising by the shapes of the buildings, you can see lower down, because otherwise you wouldn't see the bottom shape of the buildings. And I'm thinking, well, if anything, using this formula of how the Earth curves, you should, if anything, see a little mast sticking out, yet you can see almost down to street level. So for a while, I was thinking, well, maybe it is flat then. Maybe there is this flat earth with this dome. And there were all these other things, such as a gyroscope, which, you know, keeps the artificial horizon on a plane level. And then as a plane travels, it shows the pilot which way's up and down, even if there's turbulence going through clouds or doing aerobatics. Doesn't matter. Because it's not using gravity anymore, it's using the gyroscope. So if he was to fly, let's say, quarter of the way around the world, the gyroscope would show that he was in a 90 degree climb or dive or bank, whichever way he happened to go. Or if he went halfway around the world, it would show that he was flying upside down, but it doesn't. Why? And I was scratching my head and I could not figure this out, because as ridiculous as the flat earth sounded, they had so many valid arguments like this, that weren't just opinions, these were facts, these were hard facts that nobody can argue with in a scientific way, that's why they never do, you don't hear anybody arguing with the flat earthers on their facts, they only say, oh they're stupid, they're ridiculous, or it's a psyop, or blah blah blah, you never hear anybody actually take on what they're saying, the facts, and I realise that that's what everybody seems to be doing 
Whether it's the flat earth or not, whether it's religion or not, whether it's left versus right, Democrat, Republican, Labour, Conservative, you name it. When we find somebody we don't agree with, we tend to argue our point, just just push it harder. And if the other guy doesn't get it, you know, it's like they're stupid and this comes across and the other guy, don't forget, is doing the same to us or the other lady. And we end up solving nothing because this guy thinks the earth's flat, that guy thinks it's round. One guy's calling him stupid for thinking it's flat. The flat earth guy's calling the other guy a sheep for thinking it's round. What does it solve? Nothing. They're already not listening to one another. So here's what I'd say. My conclusion was the earth flat or round could not be solved by watching any number of flat earth videos or round earth videos. My conclusion was this. The earth is whatever I want it to be. If I want it to be round, it's round. If I want it to be flat, it's flat. Do you know why? Because my thoughts, my consciousness create reality for me. As does your thoughts for you. Ever notice some people are the most unlucky people ever? And some people seem to have all the luck in the world. Ever noticed that? Have you ever thought why that might be? Why? Do you think it could have anything to do with their attitude towards life? Is the happy-go-lucky type being lucky because he's happy-go-lucky? And is the most unlucky guy in the world so unlucky because he's depressed and he thinks everybody hates him and that nothing's going to work anyway so why bother I mean these are just things to ponder because your vibe attracts your tribe it's a saying I learnt on one of the videos which is so true gang type people hang out together snobby type people hang out together rich middle, lower class, don't matter, they hang out in their own sort of groups because they're the same types. Same types of people hang out with same types of people. It's just a fact. And so I'll end up by saying, which type of people do you want to hang around with? Which group of people? Which planet do you want to be on? The good planet, the bad one? It's not literally going to break in half. Because it doesn't have to. It just has to be what you want it to be. What you think it is. And by the way, all those rules changed in... All those rules changed in 2012. You want to know why the CIA was conducting remote viewing experiments? All been declassified, if you don't believe me. Look it up on the CIA's own website. And whenever they were looking back in time, no problem. When they were looking at current day, no problem. When they were looking into the future, no problem. Up until the point 2012. Nobody could see beyond 2012. Was it the end of the earth? Well, some people thought so for a while. But we're all still here, right? I'm telling you, it wasn't the end of the earth. It was the beginning of the new earth. The beginning of Aquarius, the new age, the golden age. Guys, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, whoever's listening, we are here now. We are here now. 
our creative consciousness is creating reality. The old ways of the system is falling apart. It's ripping away at the seams. I'm sure you've noticed it. You've only got to look at the news for five minutes to realise this world is not what it was pre-2012. Even if you discount 9-11 and the... Te- it's not what it was. It's gone mad. And I'll tell you why it's gone mad. It hasn't really gone mad. The elite are gone mad. And I'll tell you why they've gone mad. And their media have gone mad. They've gone mad because they know they've lost. They have lost. It's just a matter of time. I'm not saying it's over. It's not over. But it's nearly over. And they know they're going to lose. And that's why they've gone absolutely mad. Because do you know what happens next? You can guess which planet they're going to end up on. Don't go the same way as them guys. Take care. I love you all. Peace. Try and do something good for somebody today. Even if it's just hold a door or you know something little like that. Get a homeless guy a sandwich or something. Take care y'all. Out.